Hi, this is Sensei James Leonelli from Sensei's Weekly Mindset, and I'm here to talk to you about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, soccer, and esports. Don't forget my personal favorite, MMA. We've got it all on BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, we can help you find those on BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And don't forget Bet Online for NHL, boxing, golf, and like I said, my personal favorite, the sport of MMA. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Life isn't always easy, and you don't have to face it alone. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you have access to a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of needs. To get started, you simply answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's most convenient for you. The best part is, if your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price, all from the comfort at home. To start your journey and to get 10% off of your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash sensei. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash sensei. BetterHelp, you deserve to be happy. Hi guys, Sensei James Leonelli here to talk to you about another one of our sponsors, LMNT, an electrolyte drink mix. Each one of these little packets gives you exactly what you need to keep you as hydrated as all us athletes like to be. If you're like me, you work out a lot, and when you work out a lot, you also sweat a lot. Now, when we sweat, we don't lose just water, of course. We also sweat out salt. We sweat out electrolytes. So each one of these packets contains 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium, giving you everything that you need in order to maintain optimal hydration and nothing that you don't. So to go online, place an order for your sample pack, and to get yourself a bonus free sample pack, you're going to go to this website right here, elementallabs.refr.cc slash James Leonelli. You're going to see this down in the video below, but I'll say it one more time for you, elementallabs.refr.cc slash James Leonelli. Again, it's a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing that you don't. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sensei's Weekly Mindset. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I am back in my home recording space, joined by my furry co-host Slade, and we are here to give you guys this week's mindset, this week's food for thought, as you guys are progressing through your week. Now, this week's mindset, uh, it's funny, it's one of those like global ones that's a part of 
what I do on a daily basis um, all the time. Like it, it never really ceases to be. It's never something we really lose too much focus on. But it's something that we need to be reminded of every now and again. Um, so I'll start with an example off of the mat and I'll bring it back to martial arts as I often do. So uh, when we came to buying the home that me and Mrs. Hensei eventually did, uh, we just celebrated 11 years in our house. Oh God, 12 years. That. 12 years in our house. Uh, but nonetheless, just celebrated 12 years in our house. And uh, when we were in the process of buying our house, we looked at well over 100 houses. We looked at a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, and when we did, you know, we looked at everything you could imagine. We looked at the dream houses, uh, we looked at the nightmare houses, and we looked at everything in between. The uh, you know, first house we ever saw was a foreclosure, and we walked up and like, wow, this house is gorgeous. This is great, amazing curb I can't imagine that this house is only up for the price that it is. We walked inside, and at first, like, that's an odd place for a new piece of sheetrock. And then we walked through the house more and we started to see the wreck that it actually was on the inside. And, you know, some of the houses that we saw were in beautiful condition and they were ready to go 100%. Some of the houses were not ready to go at all. Like there was a lot of work to do. Um, you know, like uh, one house that I'm thinking of in particular, you looked at the house and Again, you're working your way through the house. First floor looks great. Second floor looks great. Attic looks great. You get down to the basement, you're like, that big crack right there worries me. And you come to find out that this house is, it's got a, a foundation issue and everything's starting to settle. And once you have that knowledge in your head, you go back upstairs and you start to look at the kitchen cabinets. And the kitchen cabinets don't align straight. They're all little cockeyed, right? And then you go and you, you look at, like, in the dining room, like, you kind of, like, feel in the floor, like, oh, oh, this floor is pitched in this particular way. You can start to feel it. And obviously, that's one of, the, like, the most major things that you can have go wrong in a house. Um, it's not easy to fix. It's not inexpensive to fix. It's difficult. It's time consuming. It's expensive. Um, I remember, I don't know if you guys ever watched the show Rehab Addict. Uh, me and Mrs. Sensei were addicted for a little while, but it's a flipper who would go into like really classic houses that had fallen desolate, and she would restore them to their former glory. So she was in this one particular house and she was restoring to her former its former glory, but they found a foundation issue. And there was this giant house that she wanted to fix the foundation of and in order to do it they had to lift the house so they literally like knocked out bricks in the basement and ran all these i-beams across like four or five i-beams across and had them sit like just on the floor joists and then they used cranes and they picked the house up <laughs> in order to put in a new foundation so it speaks to how difficult that problem is to solve and the thing about that problem is it translates beyond just your home. Of course, if you got, if in your home, the foundation is not done correctly, good luck putting new windows in the house. You know, uh, yeah, you can put a new coat of paint. It isn't going to fix the problem. I digress. Right? But the idea of the importance of foundation is the kind of thing that translates to everything else that we do. Start back. Think back to when you were a kid. Think about education. They did not start us in math on calculus. 
They started us on, they started us with numbers one to 10. And then from there, they worked on basic, uh, they worked a little higher in numbers. And once you add like up to a hundred, then they started to do addition and subtraction a little bit and just basic addition and subtraction. And they worked it in both directions. So you kind of understood how the numbers work together and they slowly built you up from there. But if you never learned one to 10, nothing else was going to work. Similarly, when you learned how to write, when you learned how to read, they didn't start by having you spell, you know, onomatopoeia or whatever crazy words you can think of. They started by teaching you the letters of the alphabet. They taught you the alphabet song. They had it to the point where even if you haven't sung it in years, right now, if I asked you to sing the alphabet song, you can because you know exactly the order of the letters and the music and everything. You can sing it off the top of your head because you had that foundation instilled in you so well. And because it was instilled in you so well, you were able to take that foundation that you got and you were able to build and build and build. And from there, you went to two letter words and then three letter words and then four letter words and then two syllable words and then three syllable words and four syllable words and sentences and paragraphs and essays. And it all built back from the alphabet. And if you didn't have the alphabet down, nothing else would have mattered. And we understand this in education. We understand that the curriculum that you build in kindergarten is built upon, right? You set the foundation in, in kindergarten, you build upon that in first grade, and then you build upon that in second grade, and then third, and so on, and so on, and so on. And that's why it can be so detrimental to a student when what happened in years prior didn't go well, right? Like one thing that we're seeing in kids nowadays is kids who experience long terms of Zoom school, of, of school through a screen during COVID and following COVID. They had a big, they had a big issue with the retention of that information. But many of the kids who went through schooling like that are now many, are now behind. They're grade, several grade levels behind. They're not one or two. They're three or four grade levels behind. You know, where some kids in their class are excelling and pushing the top of the level, they're dragging behind because they didn't do well with the schooling like that. And where does the problem stem? The problem doesn't stem with what they're learning today. The problem is stemming with what they learned in the beginning, what they learned years ago. And now it's like playing Jenga, right? If you take out the bottom too soon on Jenga, if you take out too many blocks in the bottom too soon, what's going to happen is as you try to build that tower taller, that tower is going to crumble. Right? So you have to make sure that you leave that tower there really, really well. It's one of the things that I think about often in martial arts. And to come to swing this back to martial arts now, the importance of your foundation, of your fundamentals. Getting back to basics is never a bad thing. Never. And it's funny. You know, I'll, I'll illustrate this to kids sometimes about how important it is that we do drill the basics over and over and over and over again. You know, it, it's funny, like I've been training martial arts for a very long time. And you know, kids, though they may not out and out say it to me, they might say it to their parents or whatever. Oh, I'm bored at throwing those punches. I'm bored at throwing those kicks. Not realizing that everything that they do for their entire martial arts career will be built off of those things, right? It, if you watch a very high level boxing match or a high level kickboxing match or a UFC fight, you're going to see the fundamentals 
right? The reason we all go, ooh, when Edson Barbosa throws a crazy spinning kick is because it is so rare. It's not something we see every day. But Edson Barbosa can get away with throwing that crazy spinning kick, not because he's good at that crazy spinning kick. He's, we can get away with it because his jab, his cross, his hook, his round kicks, his front kicks, all his fundamentals are so good and so well built upon that he can put the flair in there, right? It's when people forget about the basics and they focus on just the flash and the flare that things fall apart, right? Because if you think about it, right? When you think about how an adult might, let's go back, let's, let's go back to the, the writing, reading and writing example. When you think about how an adult has issues with writing, and we, the most glaring thing when we get an email or a text message from somebody that's a typo, we're not looking at where they used a comma. That's not going to be the thing that makes me like, oh, this person doesn't know how to read or write well. That doesn't jump out at us. That doesn't stare off your screen as a typo if they put their comma in the wrong spot. If they didn't double space at the end of the period, that's not the thing that jumps off the spot. It's the simple spelling errors. It's, you know, they used this there instead of that there, right? They switched, they flip-flopped a letter that they should know shouldn't get flip-flopped. Now, we all forgive each other text thumbs when we, you know, our thumbs move faster than our brains. But by the same token, we also, it's funny, if you get into an argument with someone online, uh, you know, what happens the second you make a typo? They stop arguing with you on your point. They just make fun of you for making typos. Uh, but nonetheless, it goes back to the importance of foundation, of fundamentals. If you do fundamentals well, if you're never afraid to go back to them, what will happen is the level of everything else will raise, right? If you think about some of the basics in everything that you do, again, we, we use education a lot, but this can be used in your career, right? When you think about basic construction, basic construction, when you see somebody who is lackadaisical about how they do basics of construction, it tells you so much, so much, right? Like if you look at somebody and you watch the way they hang sheetrock and the screws are all a fairly uniform space apart and they, you know, off the top of their head, they know, okay, the next beam is probably about here, 16 inches on center. And they, again, almost a straight line, almost perfectly spaced without them ever measuring it out. There you see someone who's done their fundamentals well. But you see people whose lines of screws are all zigzaggy or the spaces are all weird from one to the next. Again, it just speaks to someone whose fundamentals aren't as sound. And you know if someone doesn't do that right, it trickles down, right? And it's funny. It's one of those things that I try to teach my team all the time. The importance of picking up that little thing that's on the ground, that little piece of garbage or whatever. Because we work in an industry in martial arts where cleanliness is a very important thing. If people did not feel that my school was clean and well-maintained, they wouldn't feel safe in my school, right? Because if we're not doing that right, everything else falls apart, right? If a person were to come in my school and they saw a paper towel thrown on the floor and not in the garbage, and worse yet, they saw one of my staff members go into that bathroom and come out and the paper towels in the bathroom. Now they start to get assumptions. If we don't do that right, they can extrapolate out. Well, what else don't we do right? You know, do we clean the mats properly? Do we, do we take care of the lobby properly? Do we clean the training equipment properly? Do we do all of those things right? 
And it's very important, obviously, to do those basics correctly because they're done right. If the things people can see so easily are done right, it's very easy for those people to understand that everything else is done right. Like one of the things my sensei taught me years ago, uh, you know, he would always say, if you go into a restaurant and you look at the salt shakers and the salt shakers are all grody looking, if they don't look clean, he goes, walk out of the restaurant. Because cleaning a salt shaker, it's not complicated. It's just labor intensive. And he goes, if they're not willing to put the labor in to clean that thing that's right in front of your face, left on your table for you to see every single day, they're not doing that. Are they cleaning their pots and pans correctly? Are they storing their food at the correct temperatures? Are they cleaning up after they have raw meat on the counter? It's hard for you to assume yes when they did that basic thing incorrectly. And you can think about every area of your life. If you're thinking about your work, if you do the foundational elements, the basics, if you do them correctly, everything else gets easier. Everything else works from there, right? You build upon every, in everything that you do, in every skill set that you have, you build upon from a foundation, right? Like it's funny, I, I remember a, someone who snowboards every now and again, I've witnessed a lot of people taking, ski, taking skiing lessons in my life because that happens when you're on a ski or snowboard mountain. And I'm not the world's best snowboarder by, by any means. But when you see people who are learning to snowboard, they take, the, they're learning to ski, excuse me. They teach them over and over and over again. Pizza, French fries, pizza, French fries, pizza, French fries, which is just the basics of stopping and going on skis. They drill it into them over and over and over again. You point your, you point your skis straight ahead, like two, like a number 11, you're going to go, right? You point them inward, like the tips of a triangle, like a letter V, right? You're going to dig your edges in and you're going to start to slow down, right? That's how you set your brakes. And people do it over and over and over again. They'll do this whole ski lesson. And the majority of it is pizza, french fries, pizza, french fries. It's funny, that's one of those colloquialisms that just kind of stuck from mountain to mountain to mountain. But why do they spend so much time on that? Because if all else fails when you're going skiing, if you lose your ability to make turns for whatever reason, if you can stop or you can go, you can avoid most of the trouble that you'll have. If you can go, you can avoid collisions. If you can stop, you can avoid collisions. It all comes back to that, fun, that fundamental things. So in your martial arts training, if the basics are done right, if you see someone who's got a beautiful jab or a beautiful cross or a beautiful hook, and they do those things over and over and over again, those things will work forever. I guess really, really train people at a very high level. Like I've sat cage side for a great many fights now. And in, when, I've, when I've watched this many fights, it's funny, I've seen fighters who have won fights with a single tool, with one tool, right? Like a few years ago in the UFC, a teammate of mine by the name of Julio Arce, Julio is a lefty, he's a southpaw. Uh, and as a lefty, as a southpaw, he stands with his right foot forward, his right hand in front, and his left hand back. And as such, uh, the jab comes off of his right hand, the front hand. And the angle of lefty to righty if you're not experienced with it, it's a very complicated thing because you have the ability as the lefty to kind of hide behind the person's front hand and vice versa. If the righty does it well against lefties, they can hide behind your front hand. Um, 
And Julio won at one of his UFC fights. And he did a, a bunch of damage to the guy, literally just throwing his jab with a few crosses sprinkled in here and there. Like, and I'm not talking about he was touching the person's face. Like he was damaging his opponent, like cut him, bruised him, all this kind of stuff, blooded his nose with just the jab, just quick in and out, beautiful jab, no fat in emotion over and over and over again. And his opponent was so frustrated trying to rush in at him, trying to find a way to get to Julio. And he just couldn't do it for 15 minutes. He was acting like a Pez dispenser with his head popping up over and over and over again. Anytime he was within a step of Julio and every once in a while that, that left hand would come. And when it would, there'd be big results because of how well Julio used his foundation. And the same holds true for people who are just learning to defend themselves. Obviously, they have no aspirations of being a UFC fighter, but they want to train like that person does. They want the skills that person does. In self-defense, the things that work the best are the basics. It's not the jump spinning kick that you're going to catch somebody surprised with, and that's going to be the thing that you use to defend yourself. Might it work every now and again? Sure. Right? But anything works every now, every now and again. Right? Uh, there's the old expression, even a broken clock is right twice a day. And the same is true when it comes to those crazy things, right? Those crazy things every once in a while, you might see some video online of somebody pulling out a jump spinning kick and knocking a dude out in self-defense. Happens every now and again, right? But more often than not, it's the fundamentals that work so, so well. Because it is those fundamentals that set up all that other stuff. That's why, as a martial artist, we can never be afraid to go back to basics, to work on those basics, right? because a very, very, very clean foundational set of skills, when all of that, when all the foundation is laid correctly, everything else goes from there. That's the thing we have to understand. It's just step by step, right? It's literally, that's our foundation of our house, right? The walls, they don't go up until that foundation is set and set solidly. Now, unlike the foundation of the house, the foundation of your martial arts skills are something that you can work on over and over and over again. And you can continue to polish those skills for forever. There isn't such a thing as too good at those skills. This past weekend, a bunch of Team Tiger Showman's fight fighters fought in a local event. And when they did, we saw a lot of people do really, really well. I believe we went nine and one on the night. Was, it was I know we only lost one fight, but I believe we won nine. Um, but even the fight that we lost, the consistent thing that you were seeing was very, very clean fundamentals. Like I happened to, to see a video of one of the stoppages that we won and the guy who won, I'll give him a shout out, shout out Gilbert Rosario from our Syosset location. He didn't beat the guy with flying knee kicks. He didn't beat the guy with spinning hook kicks. He was hitting him with a jab across and a hook. And you know, it was hooks to the body and then ultimately a knee right down the middle uh, that stopped his opponent. And again, it wasn't, it was all solid fundamentals applied at a very, very high level. And that's the thing. When we go back to basics, when we build our foundation strong, when we continually reinforce and sharpen that foundation. We just get better and better and better. It's like one of those things where if you're making a recipe, if you want to make the best dish you possibly can, you start with the highest quality ingredients, 
right? I'm Italian. If you want to make the high, if you want to make the highest quality tomato sauce, you get the best tomatoes you can get your hands on. You don't just take what you can get. Right? You do that, you're gonna get an okay tomato sauce. But get the best tomatoes you get can get. Get the freshest basil that you can, right? and, and everything else that you want from there. Get get the best of it, all that stuff, and you can build the highest level tomato sauce. Right. Well, everything that we do, every skills that we have in our business, in our personal life, around our home, in our martial arts, there is a foundational set of skills. And when all that is done well, what happens? The results grow exponentially. It's not like a one-to-one -one growth. It's not like, okay, my foundation got 1% better, so my results got 1% better. No, my foundation got 1% better, my results got 5% better. And it really continues to grow at that exponential rate by fixing the foundation first. Because the better, the cleaner the foundation, the better everything else is. The better everything else is. That's what we're after, right? If you wanna do well in your business, are you organized? Do you file your notes correctly? Do you have all of your stuff exactly as it should be? Are you, do you have that basic level? If you have that basic level, everything else can go from there. Everything else can work from there. And that's such an important idea. If the foundation is done right, everything else will flow from there. So what I want you guys to take to do this week for me is take a step back to basics. Really think about your foundation and make sure it's done well. Because if your foundation is done well, if you practice it regularly, if you work on making your foundation better in every skill that you have, what will happen is the overall level of all of your skills is going to grow and is going to grow exponentially. And it all comes back to that basic fund, that basic foundation. And you're never too good to go back to basics. So that's all I have for you guys this week. As always, you can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at sensei underscore leonelli. <clears throat> you can find me on Facebook. I'm Sensei James Leonelli. You can find me, <clears throat> excuse me, you can find my school online at tsksmithtown.com. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at tsma underscore smithtown. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tiger Shulman Smithtown. You can find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at tsk.com. Find the podcast on Instagram at Sensei's Weekly Mindset. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can find everywhere that I'm on the internet at my link tree, linktr.ee slash sensei, S-E-N-S-E-I, Leonelli, L-E-O-N-E-L-L-I. You can find everything about Tiger Shulman's, about Flex Fights coming this weekend, by the way. Make sure that you guys tune in. And of course, all the information on our sponsors is there as well. Speaking of sponsors, sponsorship opportunities still available. Of course, feel free to reach out to me as always. Other than that, my friends, please make sure that you guys leave your rate and review. It just helps. Make sure you subscribe, get your new episodes every Wednesday. But most importantly, share the podcast. Like I said, only form of advertising I have. So I very much appreciate it when I see you guys do so. With that in mind, my friends, until next week, invest in yourselves. I'll see you guys on the map.